I don't care what you're an expert in. If you're not an expert in how your brain works, you're going to fall, fall into that trap and you're going to fall into it consistently and you're going to pound the table and say, no, 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 no. I'm right. And you're wrong. And the more you say it, the more you're going to believe it. One of the things you've written about a lot, um, and it, we just had Jason Gregory on the show, who's an Eastern philosopher, and mm-hmm. he has a new book called Spiritual Freedom in the Digital Age, and, mm-hmm. and talks about how the constant attention and addiction to screens is just messing with our, our minds. Yeah. And I think it's important to realize there's always been, when you go 2,500 years ago, gosh, even if you, if you really look at what the gospel, even what Jesus was saying, or you look at what Lao Tzu was saying, right? Or, or certainly the Stoics, there's always been pleasures to distract. Mm-hmm. Um, and even back then, there's, there is uh, wonderful uh, pieces of wisdom in terms of turning it off. They didn't have a screen back then, but they had other things. They had wine, they had uh you know drink they had uh well and the, you know the the epicureans right had food and and the others and and the and the orgies or whatever it is yeah. right yeah and now we have that, that would be distracting yeah yes 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 there's one going on right here i'm trying to figure <laughs> out uh the i won't turn around the camera but yeah it's 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 the um now we have an orgy of information coming at us. And, and one of the things that Jason writes about, and, and we talked about in our in- interview, and, and one of the things that you've written about is the fact that our mind is not evolved or equipped or built to deal with that constant mm-hmm. stream of information, which now I think there's more in a day or an hour than the average human ever had in a lifetime before. Mm-hmm. And so it, I'd love to get your take on this, that, at the very beginning of the era that we're currently in, whatever we want to call it, pandemic era, I had two economists on. Uh, well, one was an economist at, oh, at, at Duquesne. You're a Pittsburgh guy. Mm-hmm. He was at Duquesne mm-hmm. University, and the other guy is at, here in Arizona. Uh, he's more of a political science guy. They come at it from a freedom point of view, and they were saying, oh, we, we talked about the danger with experts and trusting experts. Oh, yeah. So on the one hand, we have democratization of data and news and information coming at us. On the other hand, that requires us to have a brain that's equipped to parse it out and make sense of it on our own. So it's almost as if we have to increasing rely on experts to parse the data, which brings us back to the same problem we talked about with statistics at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, so the average person, investor, and, and, and you've talked about, you know, the millionaire next door, the person, you know, people hire you not because they're experts, because they need someone to be the expert for them. Mm-hmm. What do you say to someone who's, who's like, I don't know who to trust anymore. I don't trust anyone, but I, I, I don't, I don't trust myself either. So how do you, how do you counsel someone like that? Uh, it's interesting because, um, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the author, the first name anyway, his last name is Epstein. Um, but not, not, not that oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and the book is, the book is called range. Okay. Uh, and he talks exactly uh, about what you're talking about, how, uh, experts can very often have these types of cognitive biases that we're, that we're discussing, but they can be worse than the average person. I mean, think about somebody who's been in academia for 30 years, they have a specialty and then you come to them and say, well, we found this out their immediate reaction is going to be, no, 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 no. I'm the expert. You know, I, I've seen this for the last 30 years. In fact, they did a study 
um, on uh, intelligence um, estimates. Um, and this appears in his book. And basically, they had all these, you know, uh, I think it was pre-Soviet Union, uh, pre-the fall of the Soviet Union. And they had all these intelligence experts come in and give their predictions for what was going to be going on in five or ten years. And then they had a group of kind of regular people come in, listen to all the experts, distill that information, and then say what they thought was going to happen. And every single time, the group of non-experts was closer to the mark than the experts. Why is that? Again, it's these mental biases that if you don't, if you're not aware of them, I don't care what you're an expert in. If you're not an expert in, you know, how your brain works, you're going to fall, fall into that trap and you're going to fall into it consistently. And you're going to pound the table and say, no, 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 no. I'm right. and You're wrong. And the more you say it, the more you're going to believe it. So it's, it's this insidious, you know, thing that we think of experts as experts and we should follow the experts. And yes, that is sometimes correct, but there should be a layer between that expertise and the decision making. And that's honestly what I try to give my clients. You know, I, I'm uh, an expert in some things, but I'm really a jack of all trades, right? You see, I've got three different designations. Uh, I work in taxation. I work in, and I, I know that's a, it's a tough place to be. You're, you're absolutely correct. I work in taxation. I work in investing. I work with gifting. Uh, you know, I work with with financial planning and, and, and retirement. But I, I want to be the person who's listening to the experts, distilling what they're saying, and then bringing it, you know, to, to my clients. And that's where I think I fit in. And that's where I think we should all strive to fit in uh, if we're we're working with with clientele. I, I was thinking about this yesterday, um, just because there's a number of people I know, uh, clients and, and family members, who have literally almost been killed by MDs, by doctors, over the last year, mm-hmm. in terms of prescribing the wrong medications. And it was just yeah. a complete, it was, it was a mistake. It wasn't like, oh, it literally was a mistake. Um, and, and some other advice. And I was thinking about this yesterday that, uh, I don't know, things pop into my head every once in a while. And it was like, I want a creative doctor versus a smart doctor. Correct. And does that kind of go along the lines of what, you know, I, I was saying that in March 2022, please give me someone with creativity versus someone who can just spew out data or memorize. Yeah. Um, is that, is that kind of what we're talking about here? I think so. I, I think you've got to have some latitude to make decisions. Uh, I think that uh, you're going to, you're going to, take me down a path here that'll be interesting but uh you know i think you're right i think medicine and i've heard i've heard doctors say this medicine has gone the route of checklists mm. right so you come in you have this we do this workup we go to this we send you to this specialist they do this workup they send you to the and you keep I, i'm going through this with you know with, with family uh, now as well where you just have this circular pattern of of a lot's being done, but not a whole lot's being accomplished. Um, so yeah, I would want somebody who's uh, got some latitude to make decisions. I would want somebody who takes inputs from a lot of different places. Somebody who reads the studies um, and incorporates that into their practice. Those are far and few between. I think anybody uh, who's seen a primary care physician in the last 20 years has seen the way it's changed. Um, unfortunately for them, they're, they're on a clock, you know, they only have so much time to spend with, with individual patients. Um, and I know from, from my own experience, that, that's not good. 
you know, you've got to be willing to spend the time with people in order to, to get to the bottom of their finances. How are you going to get to the bottom of a human body in yeah, right. seven or eight minutes? It's just, it's not possible. So, yeah, I, I think you're, you're spot on. I think that expertise is out there for a reason. Uh, but buyer beware. Yeah. And when you were talking about the experts versus the, uh, you know, people, uh, the non-experts perform better. Uh, mm -hmm. Two things came to mind. One is, you know, Elon Musk and rocket ships, you know, mm -hmm. and he, this host of, I don't know if it was Buzz Aldrin, but this host of astronauts and rocket, you know, experts. And, and I think it was 60 Minutes where Elon broke down crying, saying, you know, yeah, it hurts me that they came out saying I'm a threat. Right. And yet now he's the expert. Right. Does it, does it, does it, is it simply a matter of courage and then time? Courage on behalf of the non-expert to just keep forging and proving his or herself. And then time, once everyone sees that, they shift from, oh, wait, forget the experts. Now Elon's the expert. Because it, it can be frustrating, right? When what, we talk about health, right? Medicine. If you're the person who's a little more aware, but the person with the health problem is getting the crappy advice, Mm -hmm. And you're standing there frustrated, but that person is so, you talk about anchoring and programming is so, no, no, I got to listen to the doctor. I got to listen to the doctor. I got to listen to the doctor. And you're like, but I can see it. You know, what is it, what does it take for that to break through? I mean, in, in the financial realm, you know, there's, I mean, right now we're dealing with it crypto, mm -hmm. you know, I, part of me is like, Hey, maybe with everything going on in the world, maybe, 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 but there's also a part of me like, that's new. I don't trust it. What the heck? You know, <laughs> there, there's also, uh, you know, I, what I think of when, when you're talking about those things is the pandemic that's been going on really since the 70s in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, and that is uh, obesity and diabetes. Yeah. Uh, what do the experts tell you? They tell you to eat a high carbohydrate diet uh, and a bunch of small meals during the day. What's that worked out for us? You know, how, how are we doing? You know, 40 years into that experiment, experiment, I can tell you from going to the beach uh, and from going through airports all over the country, it's not going well. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's bad advice, um, and you can break that down. There's a uh, great book by uh, Nina Teichels uh, called "The Big Fat Surprise" that breaks down why that all happened, going back mm -hmm. to the 50s, and uh, I think that it was once again. It was an expert who got very attached to his ideas and rammed him through uh, to the point of, you know, now that is federal policy. That's how they feed our kids in school. It's how they feed our military. Um, and if that doesn't give you the heebie-jeebies, it, it really ought to. Yeah. It, uh, and yet, all the data in the world from people who say they trust the data, all the data in the world won't. I mean, there's people who will follow the experts off a cliff sure. um, health wise, which is obviously dangerous. And we're seeing that, but financially wise as well.